Leon, can you let me at least open my laptop? Mm, no, I love I'm you, sorry. baby. You can sit up here. I'm more. I'm more than happy. He to is let you definitely giving you a look. Look at the camera. Look at his. Look. <laughs> he is mad. <laughs> He's like, you just pushed me off the comfortable part of this. You know, Leon, you can come over here. I have lots of room and no laptop. You don't have to lay on a... I gave you a pillow. He doesn't want your pillow. He wants the freaking camera. He wants the camera. He's such a show-off. I wonder where he gets it from. He's such a sassy squash. This is episode 50. We made it to the golden episode, guys. We made it. Golden. Oh, uh, is that a play on your story? No. Oh. No. I mean, no. No, no, no. I didn't think about it. No. This is our true crime and paranormal podcast. Oh, yeah. That is Bree. And that's Amy. And we are What's, What's with, the, with neighbors? the Neighbors. And this is episode 50. 50. I think every time we say 50, we're just going to like sing to sing. it. Well, 50. it's a big deal. Yeah. And, we're, and I mean, we're almost to a year. We're almost to a year. And Bree, I don't know if you remember this, but like almost a year ago when we're like, when we get to like episode 50, thinking it was like, Forever so far ago. away. And we're here, and I want to cry. <clears throat> I'm so proud of us. Me too. This, I'm going to get... Nope, nope, nope. Don't do it, Brie. Nope. Sentimental. We, yep. don't, we don't have feelings in this room. Feelings are for girls. So I, I, I'll get a little sentimental for a second. Okay. I am so happy that we're doing this podcast because being here is hard, especially when you're a stay-at-home mom. Yes. And you have nothing to do in Alaska. In Alaska. When it's dark all the time or freaking cold and you just have nothing but your kids. And like as a single mom or single, did I say single? I said <laughs> stay at home mom. She's single. As a stay at home mom. <laughs> Let me get Josh on the phone here. <laughs> <laughs> as a stay at home mom, I feel like we tend to lose like hobbies and things that are just for us. Yeah. And if you would ask me a year ago, what my hobby was i'd be like hanging out with my kids which is great yeah i love my kids more than anything in this entire world watch but TV. i need something for myself yeah that is my other hobby yeah <laughs> but now my hobby is podcasting and <laughs> researching paranormal shit so yeah. like i have something to do outside of the house and i have someone awesome to do it with so oh nah. anyway okay. but i feel the same way yeah so ditto Ditto. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I do want to ask you a question, though. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Do you, when you watch, I'm, I know that you still do watch uh, paranormal things or look at paranormal things as uh, for fun still. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, like, watch that thing and... And feel like you have more knowledge about researching and how they do the pr steps that they do. And, um, yeah. To, okay. Yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's why, that's one reason why I like, like, in school, you tell me to go look up something. I hated school. Yeah, but, like, me too. now I love doing it. It's super, super interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I I don't really know if there is much to learn about paranormal, like other than like the equipment, like new things. Right. But I mean, it just makes your, I guess it makes your mind more open. Yeah. I mean, I already had it pretty. I was pretty open minded already, but right I mean, now I'm more open minded. I feel yeah. like. So yeah. <coughs> yeah, I feel that way with uh, true crime. <clears throat> yeah. And like the court system and yeah. whatnot. Uh. I mean, a lot of that has to do with us dealing with that yeah, on our own, definitely. but, uh, like, uh, learning, like, yeah, that prop they probably only would get like five years and then you're shocked when they end up getting more because the average, you know, yeah. is so just little things like that. I feel like, um, I'm more educated and terms like yes, certain terms. terms. Yep. Yeah. I learned, I've learned a lot of terms from you, like yeah well, glass yeah uh, glass warrant glass warrant i don't know why that one stuck well i know why that one stuck with me but yeah you know what's funny is <coughs> rick uh when we were talking to our uh investigator and our da he kept calling it a, a ice warrant <laughs> and that's something else <laughs> so they were like oh that's another thing it's yeah like a- i don't know what it is but i know that the, the, it's another term oh, okay. and so they kept having to correct him but <laughs> No, no, we'll say that. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Stop saying that. Because he even said it uh, when he was up there, and I was like, "Oh, oh you dummy!" I don't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was a day when I didn't. I don't know. It was when he testified. Oh, yeah, I yeah. listened that day. Yeah, you did listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's our little whatever. That's thing. all you're gonna get out of us, guys. So. Also, you guys, please check out our Facebook group, What's With the Neighbors, on Facebook. We also have uh, TikTok and uh, Snapchat. Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. We have all the social media. And then our medias. Facebook page, of course. But yeah. Yeah. So We're just super check active. those out. We, we want more people in there and we want more interaction. Just like drop us, you know, drop a little comment and say hi or something like that or email us email us can you just please just send us an email congratulating us on our 50 episodes we are so happy about this we really are we really really are i'm just being annoying right now but anyway yeah no really And send a story with that too yes paranormal or neighborhood drama we -hmm. love them yes yeah um, yeah. We're also going to repeat all of this at the end, but you know, if you decide to, we fast know you don't that, listen until the end. We're yeah, I fast forward through <laughs> other people's. I'm like, thirty seconds. Yeah. Um. So Bree's gonna tell her story first. So I'm gonna tell you a neighborhood <coughs> drama story. You ready? Okay. So it's this is that from you go next for, I go door. first. Huh? It's probably good. I go first. So don't cough. Oh yeah yeah. So this is from next door. And it says, please keep your dogs and children quiet in the mornings. Some of us have been up all night setting off fireworks. Thanks. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I can relate to that Pretty sure it's more of a joke, but I thought it was really funny. I can relate to that. (laughs) Okay. um, Do you want to hear a spooky story? You've been amping this story up for all week. Okay. Right. You better deliver right now. Do you want to hear a spooky story? I want to hear a spooky story. Do you want to hear a spooky story about a huge house? Yes. Do you want to hear a spooky <gasps> story of a huge house that's in California? Shut up. I'm going to cry. Do you want to hear a spooky story of a house that's 
oddly built, like a maze and yeah. weird. Do you want to hear about the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California? I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You ask this every, like, every time I get hyped up about a story, you're like, is it the Winchester Mystery House? Oh, my gosh. I'm no. so happy. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy I did this story. Um, I want to go there so bad. I've heard this story uh, once or twice on other podcasts. Yeah. Um, but I didn't quite know the depth of it and then like a lot of other things that went along with it. So, uh, like I said, we're going to do the Winchester Mystery House. Okay. It is in San Jose, California. Oh. Yep. I, yes. Uh, I'll call in a student. Um, uh, Amy. Thank you. Um, Rick has been there. Oh, it, to the house? Yeah. Nice. And. My sister lived like right near it and she always talked about it, but she never went. What the heck? Um, Rick and his dad has have been. I don't know about his brother. And then they did the daytime tour, I believe. And, Lame. And I felt really cool because I was able to share fun facts because they didn't know, like, why it was so, like, built crazy and stuff. And so it was fun for the, the little I know about the house. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Like, it was, like... Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. So you've known about it for a long time. I've known about it. I've always known about the house. I didn't know anything about it right. until I listened to You knew to... of the house. Yeah. I, kn- mm. I didn't know You're any from of California, it too, Correct. though. So yeah. I did. I had never heard of it up until like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. So. I didn't know any of the uh, facts <clears throat> until about a year ago. So. Yay. All right. So, Sorry. we're going to start with the history, as usual. Yes. Um, so, the wild story begins with Sarah Lockwood Party. Uh, Sarah was born in 1839 and grew up in an upper-class world in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, you know, like, lifestyles rich and the famous. She hung out with the richer crowd. They were pretty wealthy. Uh-huh. Uh, she was very knowledgeable. She spoke multiple languages and she Whoa. had a talent for music. She studied at Yale University and she was considered to be really beautiful and was also really petite. She was only 4'10 and 95 pounds. I had to include that in there. Yeah. So she could technically, she was a dwarf. Oh. It's technically a dwarf. Yeah. Same. Um, I might have shrunk an inch, so I'm wondering if I'm 4'10 now. So Why would you have shrunk an inch? I don't know, because Posture? I'm getting older. Because oh. when you get older, you shrink. That's true. My great-grandma was like 4'9 when she passed. Can I tell you something? Yeah. It's a little off topic. So I was talking to my mom yesterday, and I was telling her how um, I want to get you to run a half marathon. And <coughs> she was like, you know she can do it you know all you got to do is just push her and i was like uh or not push her what'd she say uh pick each other up or something like that and i was like what when she falls and she's like well it's not like it would hurt her that hard she's so close to the ground already (laughs) 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 burn that was good I forgot to call you afterwards and tell you. <laughs> oh, I love your mom. 
That's hilarious. Thank you for that. She's probably so mad at you. She's probably mad at you for telling me that. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not offended by any means. If you think I'm it. sarcastic, she's like a hundred times more. So because of her beauty and intelligence, uh, she was apparently dubbed the Belle of New Haven. Because she was, like, small and pretty and also very smart. She read books. Uh, In 1862, at the age of 23, she married William Wart Winchester, a.k.a. Beast. No. Uh, I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) He was the heir to the Winchester Arms Company, um, marrying into more money, of course. Not long after they were married, Sarah became pregnant, and they had their first daughter, Annie. Uh, unfortunately, just after a month, she had passed away from a disease called marasmus, um, which is like she was really severely malnourished and she just couldn't get nourished and she Aww. just died of it. Kind of like a makes me think of like failure to thrive. Yeah, or or even like a Billy, like not Billy Rubin, because that essentially that's that's like being malnourished. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Being low on Billy Rubin. What the F is that called? Where your skin is yellow. Jaundice. 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 That's how I used to remember that in school. Okay. Uh, Was that something you needed to know in school? uh, I needed to remember jaundice. And for some reason, whenever I thought of jaundice, I would say it like that. Jaundice. Jaundice. Okay. (laughs) Um, What's wrong with your baby? They have jaundice. Oh, jaundice. I know what that is. It immediately the the definition pops in my head. That was very interesting. <laughs> I had a, I have a very weird way of remembering things. It's just weird you needed to know that word in school. I w- for medical assistant. Oh, medical assistant makes more school. sense. Huh? I was thinking like elementary school. Or... Nope. Yep. Learned in kindergarten. Jaundice. Uh, so after the death of William's father, he ended up becoming the sole heir to the company. But just after three months, he ended up dying of tuberculosis. Oh, no. So that left Sarah in charge of the company. She inherited around $20 million, which is over $561.6 million today. Jeez. As well as 50% of the company, giving her an, a, a, uh, an income of $1,000 a day, which is $26,000 today. Wow. Making her the wealthiest woman of her time. No kidding. Feminism. <laughs> <laughs> uh like she had to marry into she, it but yeah, you know <laughs> get it. uh so at this point in her life sarah was all alone and consumed with grief grief and grief <laughs> i'm griefing and all this fortune uh she also had a big fortune and she didn't feel good about it because it came from the winchester yeah and so she felt like the family was cursed so she sought out advice from a medium okay uh, also, for the skeptics, uh, for people who are like, why did she just go straight to a medium? Like, go to go talk to a therapist. Well, it, like, in this time, as I've mentioned in the past, this was a very popular time for spiritualism where people would, like, oh, yeah. talk to the dead, bring out uh, Ouija boards, yeah. go to mediums, yada, yada. Right. So she found a highly recommended medium in Boston named Adam Coons, who was able to call on her husband, Adam, or William. 
Adam told Sarah that the family was cursed, <gasps> and they were cursed by those who had fallen victim of the Winchester rifles. Oh, no. Now. Did he know this before? I would be who? Pissed. Who, the husband? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. I mean, you're just going to assume that, like, I mean, people don't, a lot of times people don't, most times people don't believe. I don't know if I believe in curses, so, like. Oh, I see. Okay, so. He, he probably you was know, like you know, learned it when people he died all the died. time then too like the medicine sucked and people were sick all the time tuberculosis yeah. was like in every other story that we've done i've done yeah so. yeah okay so to get an idea about how many people were actually affected by the winchester rifles um it was used in multiple wars by right. now and also was being popularized for being used for personal use and it was becoming one of the most popular guns out there. It was like the gun to have. Right. So the medium then told her that she had to leave her home in Connecticut and head west. <gasps> there she needed to use all her money to build a home for herself and the spirits of those who had fallen victim to the company. And she needed to continuously build on the home to keep the spirits happy. Right. The old saying, keep the spirits away. I don't know. Whatever. A happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life, happy spirits. Happy. Will lift your spirits. I don't know. Spirits. You know, spirits. keep the spirits at bay. Build away. I don't know. <laughs> That's the rhyme, right? Yeah. So she did exactly that. She figured getting away, if anything, could be good for her depression. And in 1884, she purchased an unfinished eight-bedroom farmhouse that sat on a 40-acre plot of land in San Jose, California. And this is just her, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep, all by herself. She hired 16 carpenters to work nonstop day and night and originally had an architect but decided to take it on herself. Okay. She's like, I got this. Yeah. Familiar. <laughs> now, Sarah built this home with all the bells and whistles it was ahead of its time she included steam and forced air heating uh indoor toilets with plumbing wow push button gas lights and a shower that was built specifically for her like her height and everything oh bless so her sarah sarah was i mean she, i would say she's doing pretty good but she's doing great she's just trying to keep the spirits happy right and, but also keep herself happy she's the same. trying she's to like i might as well like make something of this yeah you know lift everybody's spirits yeah yeah, yeah. all the yeah. spirits. all the spirits um sarah had the house made primarily of redwood uh wow. that's what, that was what she preferred however she didn't like the color so she had it all stained a different color which used 20,500 gallons of paint to cover it all. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's so much work. That's – well, <clears throat> if she's not doing it, who cares? Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> like, eh, it's fine. I'm not doing it. Carry on. Uh, along with the specific request, the house was built like a maze or, I guess, like a fun house. Yeah. And if you weren't familiar with it, you could get lost. Uh, also, for our listeners, if you've never heard of this house – you should probably look it up because, like, it is exactly, like, it is seriously a maze. Like, yeah. And there's, like, a virtual tour online, too, which I I need to do that. I meant to do oh, that. Oh, that would it's be It's only, fun. like, seven or eight bucks. Oh, I want to do yeah, that. we could totally do it. Um, so let's get an idea of how crazy this house was. Okay. Uh, there were staircases and hallways leading to nowhere, like, literally into a wall 
or uh, I put into a wall or into a wall or into a ceiling. Oh. Just oh. like dead ending. Uh, windows that looked into other rooms, like a window built within another room in another room, like super weird. Almost like it was used to be the outside yeah, of the house. Yeah, and they just added they... to it. Okay. Uh, skylights in the floors, chimneys seen going through floors. Some of them were just like stopped and didn't go all the way to the room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, a room with no floor or ceiling. And if you're not careful, floors. A room with no Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, if you're not careful, uh, doors that led right outside to drop you stories down like Wiley Coyote. Ooh. Okay. Um, I would be like, hey, you want to see a magic trick? It reminds me. It seriously reminds me of like Wiley or like an El- there was an Elvis movie where they did that too. It was a scary one. It was pretty cool. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My sister was a big Elvis fan back in the day. Still is. I love that for her. Um, along with these are uh, many other bizarre oddities. Like I said, look it up, or if you're in the area, go visit it. Yeah. Uh, these designs were also not on accident. Um, some believe that she did this so the bad spirits couldn't find her. She would often communicate with them in her seance room. Yes, she had a seance room. Wow. Uh, which she only held the key for. Well, I mean, it, really, th- it, that doesn't surprise me because she literally moved across the country to please these spirits yeah and continue to spend money on building this house to please them so that doesn't surprise me yeah yep and also she's probably trying not to look like a crazy person probably doesn't want people to know she's going inside of a seance room every day oh the the lock one yeah yeah uh, so every, according to the legend, she would go into the seance room every single night at midnight and wear 13 various colored robes to please the spirits. And she would signal with, uh, the spirits with the bell, with the bell tower when it was time. Then after the sessions were over, she would ring the bell again, like at 2 a.m. to say goodbye. So in the seance room, it had, it has only one way in and three ways out. The first is through the entrance door, which I don't know why they say they label it as one way in and three ways out. That just sounds weird because one of the ways out is through the entrance door. So I feel like they should say two ways out, but oh, I guess it is yeah. three ways out. Um, the first is through the entrance door. Another is through an eight foot drop to the kitchen oh. sink. Um, to the kitchen sink? That's the floor below. Yep. And the last is a, like a trampoline, right? <laughs> the last. Hey guys, you doing dishes? <laughs> Missed a spot. <laughs> and the last is a one-way door that looks like a secret passageway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, now, evidently, she was big on prime numbers. In different ways, she would feature the numbers uh, seven, eleven, and thirteen in the home. However, thirteen was the most prominent. Right. Uh, like I said, she had the 13 robes. Uh, Would she wear those robes all at once? I think so. From what they that talked about, so it heavy. sounds like she just put them all on, which is, yeah. And for California. So hot. Like yeah, and no air California. conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Like, she had her house pretty updated, but they didn't have air conditioning then. No. Not yet. <laughs> um, so she even incorporated number 13 in her architecture and even in her life. 
There were 13 panes of glass in majority of the windows. Uh, one of these stained glass windows was designed in 13 sections. 13 wow. different types of wood were used inside the bathroom. 13 hooks on some of the closets. 13 ceiling panels in the entrance hall. 13 bathrooms. And in the 13th bathroom, there were 13 windows. But wow. apparently the bathrooms weren't, like, they didn't work except for one of them to confuse the spirits. I don't know. Because, well, I don't know if you've They're ever like, watched oh, Coco. <laughs> but on, in Coco, when he says, I need to use the bathroom, the spirits laughed at him and said, we don't use the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. It's <laughs> actually really. <laughs> See, if it's happened on Coco, then it's, it's true. true. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, lastly, she even signed her will 13 times. So oh. she was very much uh, superstitious, almost. Yeah, yeah, she was not a little sis, not not superstitious, but she was a little stitious. <laughs> uh, at one point, the house was seven stories high until an earthquake shook San Francisco. Uh, and during this, Sarah actually became trapped inside one of the bedrooms. Oh, it was the no. Daisy Room, and she had to be dug out by the staff. And I guess she saw it as, like, a sign that she had spent too much money on the front of the house. and on the, the spirits front? Were, yeah, and the spirits weren't happy with her about it. So she ordered for – so I guess she moved rooms or something. I, I don't know. Uh, right. So she ended up ordering or ordering for that section of the home to be sealed off, and it ended up being discovered years later. Um, what? Okay. Sorry. And no, I just weird that yeah. – like, why would she just, like, seal it off and just cancel it? Like, I don't know if she, that's why she did it or... I don't know. I don't know. So, she kept work going on continuously until the day that she died, which was 38 freaking years. Yeah. She actually broke the Guinness World Record for ongoing construction. I love that. Yeah. For her. <laughs> Feminism. Feminism. <laughs> uh, currently, the home contains 161 rooms. And Holy still cow. possibly counting, uh, one was actually discovered in the attic in 2016. So Whoa. Uh, I think that there's like a whole bunch in there that they don't know. How do they not just Yeah, because they were in like random areas and like they, I don't know what they justify as an actual room. Right. So I and, and like the numbers apparently are very questionable on like how much like it, are there actually 61 rooms in it or right. is it like is there a hallway considered a room i don't know yeah well especially back then because they didn't, probably didn't everything have... was kind of sealed off too true like yeah. a kitchen kitchens are usually closed back then right but um nowadays things are considered a room if it has a closet yeah but back then they didn't have closets yeah so interesting so that's very fascinating yeah uh at the end total, there are, like I said, 161 rooms, 13 bathrooms, 9 kitchens, 40 staircases, 47 fireplaces, 40. 52 skylights, 17 chimneys, 2,000 doors, 10,000 windows, making this home 24,000 square feet. Like I said, I'm convinced that there's more rooms. There probably And is. if there is, I swear to God, Sarah, if there is not a freaking fun room in there somewhere with like slides <laughs> and shit... She missed a golden opportunity. Absolutely. Like, what come the on heck? now. Like, it, it was that. Like, you could you could do that. You had the money. 
She did. I, I she want, still I does. want a damn playroom with slides everywhere or mirrors. Oh. Mirror fun house. Oh, that would be cool. Super cool. Also super freaky. <laughs> <laughs> so about $5 million then was put into it um, and now being $71 million. Whoa. That's an expensive house. That is a very expensive house. Sarah Winchester died in her bedroom on September 5th of 1922 uh, of heart failure at the age of 83. And as soon as she died uh and the news came out all the workers just stopped working and left they were like finally right. <laughs> we don't have to work anymore yeah Boss she's is dead, dead. <laughs> uh but evidently she actually treated them really well yeah uh the fortune went to her niece daisy when movers i'm not sure if that if it relates to anything with the room i'm betting it probably does that's probably why she named the room the daisy room oh maybe um, when movers came to clear the home, it took almost 400 truckloads for six and a half weeks oh, because of how gosh. much stuff there was and because they kept on getting lost in the house. <laughs> They're like, oh, wait, is this the kitchen? Nope, this is this is the fourth kitchen. Oh, where? Wait, this that, was the, I just went down those which, stairs and now I uh, just came back up to them. And so confused. I'm in a whole different room. <laughs> Wasn't this? How did I? How did I get in the basement? <laughs> Where it just went down these stairs. <laughs> the house was auctioned off and won by the highest bidder, uh, a John H. Brown, who was a former roller coaster designer. And five months after Sarah's death, he, it was opened up to the public for tours. Oh, which I love. Yeah, it's super cool. Okay, but how fun would it be? Like instead of doing a corn maze every year, they do just a maze. Like, yeah, get just just good try luck to, getting out. Uh, I think they have escape rooms in there. That would be so. They much have fun. a Houdini escape room now. Like a Houdini's escape or something. Ooh. I'll get to that in a second. Okay, sorry. Because there's an interesting little tidbit that I'm going to tell you about the Winchester house. Okay. Um, that as af- right after Sarah's death, Harry Houdini decided to visit. And he wanted to debunk the fact that, like, he's like, there's no ghost there. What? Like, it's not haunted. So he wanted to prove it was a sham but after visiting the seance room at midnight houdini admitted that he couldn't explain all the oddities oh so he called the house the full uh called the house house full of mysteries and the name kind of stuck so it was deemed the winchester mystery house the story about her being cursed is just a theory right it's not true like okay. or it's not it's not proven to be true like she didn't talk to anybody the only people that she really interacted with were her staff okay and that so, medium in the beginning yeah but did she really right oh okay. no one actually knows okay so there are multiple theories out there uh sarah like i said she was a recluse and uh didn't talk to anyone other than her staff she kept quiet out of and they kept quiet also out of respect for her okay uh many of these theories have been made up by the public or neighbors probably super annoyed by all the banging (laughs) no Um, kidding (laughs) this house is a mystery because of its elaborate wild design it appears as if each room was a new idea that just came to her um and there haven't even been any blueprints it's just like a new idea every day like hey uh put a chimney right there um (laughs) I don't like that color chimchip. <laughs> it was so mysterious that at one point, tour guides at the Winchester house would encourage guests to make up their own stories and theories about Miss Winchester to oh. kind of like spice things up. Yeah. 
So I'm going to talk about a couple of the theories. Um, this is where I went on my very big rabbit hole because one of them is super interesting and just made me go super ADD. Oh. Um, so Do you think that uh, one of the theories before you get into them is that she just like went mad? Yes. Okay. That is actually one of the theories. She's okay. crazy. Uh, so many suggest that the if the above theory is accurate, why didn't she just sell the company? She continued to own shares of the stock in Winchester. And also a friend of her said that this whole story wasn't true and that she was not a spiritualist and did not conduct seances. But she could have just been saying that just to keep her... Um, right. Out of respect. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. like, it's not true. Right. Um, some believe with how intricate the thought and thought out this actually was, um, that Sarah was super smart. She was building a puzzle to lead to some kind of vast treasure that still hasn't been found yet. Oh. I love that idea. I love that idea. Super cool. Uh, one of the most common theories is that Sarah was just crazy. Uh, she was a grieving widow. Right. Lost her child. And, and I mean, I can't even imagine she was also seen always wearing black in a veil, too. My last theory. That's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one I really got into. So hard evidence, hard evidence in the house and in Sarah's life shows that she may have been part of the Freemasons or the Rosicrucian Order. And her family, her, her family and her husband's family were both a part of the Freemasons society so not only that but new haven where she grew up and the uh -huh. college that she attended were very um they have had a very freemason and rosicrucian rosicrucian way of thinking what is that i'm gonna go into that okay uh also i'm aware that freemasonry is only for men guys but i did talk to a member and he <gasps> said that um he said that there's a woman's branch called eastern star so Woman's maybe I may be that, but also Sarah traveled to Europe, and she could have been welcomed to join the Le Droit Humain in France. Doesn't that sound super Ooh. fancy? Uh, which is basically a Freemason society in Europe that allowed women. Okay. So areas such as statues, iron gates, switchback staircases display uh, Mas Masonic symbols, and just like the Masonic lodge, the home faces true east. Um, which I guess is a thing to do okay? because it points to wisdom. As for Rosicrucianism, this is where my rabbit hole was because this is just freaking fascinating. <laughs> uh, it's a spiritual and cultural movement still going on. It's still a thing. You can look up the website. Look up the website, guys. I was like <laughs> looking into it. I'm not even joking. Um so it's a move. It's a it's a spiritual and cultural movement movement that essentially sought out great knowledge like the mysteries of life and death, uh, time and space, human consciousness and cosmic consciousness and more. Like it's just expanding your mind, I guess. Wow. Um, back then, it could have been frowned upon, and also it's a secret society, so she probably wouldn't have said anything right it's believed that the so-called seance room was just a cover story for what it really was which could have been a rosicrucian 
sanctum for Sarah to meditate in. Uh, okay. And in the design of the home, uh, that could explain a lot of doorways and stairs leading to nowhere, skies, uh, skylights on the floor, pillars and railings coming out of nowhere. Maybe she knew about like other dimensions and realms. Um, Whoa. Or this could have been a way to symbolically represent Freemasonry. Being that her house was this wild genius puzzle, she could have been the Einstein of San Jose. Anyways, like I said, I got really deep into that, and I, I feel like, like I was on easily... that topic for like two or three days, <laughs> and I was like, "You need to stop because you're getting off topic. You're gonna make this a like a two parter." <laughs> so I'm not gonna get too much into that part. Let's get into the paranormal. I just thought it was super interesting. That is really it's cool. Really, it's a real website. Like I was, oh, I, I'm I'm looking into it. It's pretty interesting. You can't join Bree. I can. I need you here. It's it's just like a it's just like a cultural like a learning thing. Oh, okay. It sounds kind of like a cult. So, that's what I told Josh. That's He's like, I you s- think everything is a cult, and I was like, that's because I have a true crime and paranormal podcast. Everything is a cult <laughs> because my best friend's into true crime. <laughs> There's not very many deaths that I could find here. Right. Other than Miss Winchester, who passed in her bedroom, and possibly a maintenance worker who passed there. Oh. Like, it was like a, he might have died here, or he might have not. I don't know. Oh. And then also everybody who died from a Winchester, so. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> Let's jump to the hauntings. All right. The paranormal. That's what I want to hear. People, people, that's all. Uh, so people have experienced uh, <laughs> gentle tugs on skirts or clothing. Okay. Uh, disembodied footsteps in particular, uh, for example, a maintenance worker named Dan- Denny reported that one morning after entering the water tower, he heard footsteps above him. So he went up there to let the trespasser know, you know, you can't be up here. Right. Um, it's off limits, but the footsteps always seem to be one step ahead of him and one floor above him. Oh, and that's it, so annoying. It, yeah. And it ended up with him on the freaking roof and there <gasps> no. was no one in sight. Did he hear it above him? That would be that creepy. That would be weird. God? <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> Are you wearing heels? <laughs> uh, many employees and visitors have crossed paths with a, a guy named Clyde. A man in white coveralls who is the maintenance worker that could have died here. Oh, okay. Um, he's been seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement or repairing the fireplace in the ballroom. And when people spot Clyde, they compliment to the staff and they're like, hey, that actor you hired was really great in the basement or the that ballroom. Actor. <laughs> and the staff's like, there's no actor. We didn't hire anyone. You probably just met Clyde. Oh, that's so crazy. And to confirm it, they actually have a picture of Clyde (gasps) with other maintenance workers in the Winchester house. And people are like, yeah, that's him. That's the guy I saw. They're like, no, this is (laughs) like a hundred years ago. He was dead. He's dead. He's dead. How is he? He's a vampire. The same age as he was in the picture. Whoa. Um, uh, Feeling faint. Vision loss, handprints on guests, shadow That's figures weird. have been seen, uh, hearing organ sounds. Like she played, she played music. Yeah, she had an I organ hate that in there so much. Yeah, My grandma especially plays the organ. Or- 
What? That's so creepy. She, I don't know if she still has it, but in her old house, uh, she had an she organ. Reminds me of a, reminds me of Catholic Church. Uh, full reminds body me of Phan- Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera was there. Uh, full body apparitions have been seen. <laughs> disembodied voices and breathing. You get get to hear me sing so much on this show. Really, I really missed my calling. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, disembodied voices and breathing. Uh, orbs and lights. Uh, red lights in particular have been seen flashing. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, no. Uh, hearing your name whispered. Oh, I don't like that either. EVPs in voice boxes have caught a lot of things. Uh, cold spots are often felt throughout the house. However, in the kitchen and um, there where the stove used to be, uh-huh. it's a hot spot. It's hot. It's unusually hot. Like where the stove like used the to be. Like it's still on. still on. Yeah. And I guess it smells like soup. Ew. Uh, creaking. Depends on what type of soup. If it's yeah. like split pea soup. No, 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 no. Like, like, uh. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Clam mm. chowder. Like clam mm, chowder. That sounds yummy. Um. Creaking floorboards, like someone's walking. Yeah. But, like, that one kind of, I'm like, it's an old house. Yeah. And it's on, like, places where there are commonly earthquakes. So, like, I don't know. But, like, in the thing that I was watching, like, you can hear the what they were talking about. And it sounds like someone is walking. It's not, like, settling. It doesn't sound like the house is settling. Well, my, my thought was, like, as they're walking, are they hearing it? But if they're just standing still and they're still hearing it. both i'm sure never yeah just ignore that 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 was a stupid comment (laughs) it was a it was a smart comment thank you uh rattling doorknobs uh closing and opening of doors and so i did watch an episode of ghost adventures they've been there twice i watched Uh their repeat visits so the first time they were there i couldn't find the episode um but the first time they were there evidently is the only time that they've ever had to leave an investigation <gasps> because they had so many like like it affected them so much really so i yeah i did watch the episode of ghost adventures and the fur like i said um they left early but they also summoned like because the thing is is that they believe that there are like portals there for okay uh, that Sarah was building specifically for the ghost to travel through the home oh and so that they gosh. could live there. And so they tried to open a portal and summon something from, uh, uh, shoot, what is it called? Bob Mackey's? Bob Mackey's? Is that right? Bob Mackey's bar? It's really haunted. It's evil spirits oh, are there. Okay. Very evil spirits. But why? Why? Uh, why? why? Yes, why? They pissed something off. Um, and they had to leave, I guess. I didn't watch the full episode, but that's basically what they said. And also, (laughs) I, I really do love him. I'm not making fun of him. Oh yeah. (laughs) That TikTok. (laughs) You know how he gets when he's trying to, um, what is it called? Eggamon. Yeah. He wore a shirt full of guns. 
Oh. And I wonder if he did that. Beca- I'm sure he did that because I'm of that. Sure. I know he both thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, he's got some balls, man. I'm just saying. Like, I would I not want to piss them off. Yeah. So in this next episode that they were in, he straight up went to Sarah Winchester's room. He apologized for everything before. And he's like, look, I'm just here. I want to talk to you guys. I want to find out information. I'm really sorry for doing that. That was disrespectful of me. And he called himself out on it. So right. um, in this episode, um, he did, however, bring an actual gun. Um, they went into the seance Why room. Is that? that sounds so stupid. It freaking worked. Oh. He brought a Winchester rifle and they went into the seance room and he they were getting like really intelligent answers. Uh-huh. And uh, like you can hear voices and stuff. And he wanted to talk to more spirits and he's like they were they started not getting answers and he pulls out the gun and he's like what do you think about this and he pulls out the gun <gasps> and then he like loads it or cocks oh my it gosh. and he's like what about now and then like everything uh malfunctions they had the i can't remember what it's called like the dotted light in there uh-huh. it went off but yeah it's something just went wild after that happened. Oh, lordy lord. Lots of unexplained noises were heard during it. Um, also, Zach almost got pushed down the stairs by an unseen force. How? Like, you see it on the camera. The, and they're, like, really, like, tiny stairs, too. But you see him, like, get pushed back. Jeez. And then his back was hurting really bad, too. Um, yeah, I bet. Uh, also he got freaked out he said he was legitimately scared because there was a little kid running up <gasps> you could hear them running like it sounded like a little kid yeah he's like there's a little kid right there he saw him twice and uh oh man what did it say i think they said f you at one point <laughs> yeah it was it, it was probably one of the most active episodes i've seen in a long wow. time i did not expect anything out of it because you know, usually get a couple EVPs. But, oh, yeah, and they saw th- – so you can see there was some lights in a room. And the camera caught a figure going across – like a full-body apparition going across the lights. Oh, my god! Cut off the light and go across it. And, like, you – and they stopped it. And you can see, like, the outline of this figure. Ugh. It was wild. It was really – it was a really good episode. So as of today, the Winchester Mystery House is on the National Register – it has been investigated by numerous paranormal experts and it's open for the public for historical and paranormal tours and even wow. events like you can have your wedding there. That's a very. They also have virtual online tours for people who aren't there. I wonder, did they start doing that be- because after- of COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a public place. So I wanted to do the segment. Yep. I'm scared <laughs> reviews. <laughs> So, so the first one is from Trisha, who gave five stars, and she says, if you are into Supernatural, this place is for you. While walking up the weird short-stepped back-and-forth stairs, which led into Sarah Winchester's bedroom and then into the seance room, I quietly said, if there really are spirits here, I give you the right to touch me. (gasps) This, I later learned, was really dumb of me. Yeah. As I was standing in the seance room with our tour group, uh, my lower back began to really, really hurt. Like, kind of oh like that. Oh, my gosh. And that one, like, caught my eye because Zach was complaining. Like, he yeah. said his back was hurting for weeks after. Whoa. Yeah. 
Um, it felt like someone had grabbed my lower spine and twisted it. I thought it was odd, but wasn't until I walked out of the house and into our party tent when I overheard a mayor of the local city say his wife say say to his wife, when I go into the seance room, my lower back began to kill me. When I heard this, I looked at him and pointed to myself and said, me too. Our eyes locked and our mouths dropped. I then told this person what I stupidly said on the stairs and did and did some serious apologizing. My back hurt for days, I swear. Wow. Um, the next one is from a J, and they gave it five stars. My boyfriend and I went to the mansion on October 18th. We are both empaths and very sensitive to the energies and spirits. This was my second time going to going and decided to see if I could catch any activity on my phone from what from what I felt. I could feel spirits walking through me. Ew. So when I walked by one of the only mirrors in the house, I took pictures on and on the right side of my shirt you can see about four spirits manifest on me. What? One of them looks like a skull. On top of the skull it looks like an old lady, maybe Sarah. Uh, above her you can see a man and a half of his hair is on my hand <gasps> the spirit below is is the skull looks like sarah's niece daisy the spirits distorted my eye in the picture after the house tour we took the garden tour and i caught spirits in the windows of the mansion it was cool to see obsidian doorknobs and crystal windows crystal crystals hold energy Okay. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even think of that. Uh, spirits use energy to manifest. Um, lots of activity here. My energy was drained when I got home. It's definitely worth a trip. Can't wait to go back next time. Uh, we will do the flashlight tour. The flashlight. Tour. Yes, there's a candlelit tour too. <gasps> yes, I don't like that one. I want to do that one. What if the candle blows out? Then it blows out. Then it's even better. No. Then it's all dark. Then it's, it's all more dark. You can see. Okay, last one from Kara. Five stars. From Five stars. my. I love how they're like, my back killed me like, for weeks. I'm scared shitless and I hurt. Five stars. This place rocks. <laughs> Going back. Uh, 10 out of 10. Recommend. Recommend. Uh, from my humble opinion, the house is definitely serving its purpose. A place for the spirits of those killed from the Winchester firearms. Walking throughout the house, there are countless cold spots. Upon reaching the seance room, I experienced an unusual feeling of intense dizziness and shortness of breath. I was, It was so intense, I was ready to leave the tour because I felt... Like I would faint after leaving the room. I was fine until the very end when it happened again. Just as I was about to tell my boyfriend I was feeling dizzy again, our tour guide Jake points out that we are directly below the seance room. Coincidence? <gasps> Perhaps. While exploring the garden, I took three selfies in front of the house and captured indications of spirit presence, presence in each. They are posted in the pictures section of the Yelp page. While wow. I felt supernatural element was undeniable, it was not the focal point of the Winchester experience. It was a wonderful place, piece of history that is a must-see. It's a great story. May Winchester family and all those whose lives were taken by the firearms rest in, rest in peace. Oh, wow. 
And that is the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Thank you. I've learned so, so much. So I, cool. I really love that theory. Of, yeah. It's just very interesting. And it like you can look way more. It's it's. I didn't even include half of what I wanted to. But like yeah. if you look way more into like those particular um, societies and like look at the house and everything that she did it's like wow maybe the theory is true it could have been both like yeah yeah definitely and like the way she built the house like on ghost adventures zach was talking about the hallways being like a um son of a gun i can't remember what he what the term is um but it's just a a free area for spirits to walk past through back and forth through like in a portal in a sense well, you, they talk about that last review, I think it was, and you talked about their, them saying that on the show, how she built this house for the spirits. Yeah. But I wonder why she did that. Why did she do it? Because she was worried that other, they may be haunting other people that like invested in Winchester so they don't won't get haunted she did it because she didn't want to die because she would die because her 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 father-in-law died then her husband died or then her child died and then her husband died and she would be next oh so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. and i i that might i don't think he had any siblings i think he was the only and that's why child. she had to continue to because it would have she would have been the one to kill gotcha it was after her okay yeah Wow. That's coughing in the mic. You're good. That's bananas. Thank you so, 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 so much for sharing that story. Uh, I am so pleased. And I cannot wait to go there with you. I know. I I have been wanting to share it for a long time, but I just, I wanted to do it at the right time. Right. And I feel like this was a good time. This was a very very good episode. I I feel like I'm decent at, like, researching crap. So decent, decent, Marie? 14 freaking sources, man. If it was 13, <laughs> I'd be like, Sarah Winchester would be What proud. the heck? You should have stopped at 13. I almost did just out of like being paranoid and stuff. Okay. So um, I want to add that this comes out on my anniversary or this comes out the day after my anniversary. So happy anniversary to my amazing husband. Who Yay. have been together for six years or six been married years. for six years. Yay. But yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if he wasn't so supportive and letting me come over here every night and letting me talk to him about all my creepy ghost stories that give him nightmares and stuff because he doesn't like ghost stuff. To clarify, she doesn't come over every night, every week. Yeah, every week. Every <laughs> week. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He'd be really supportive if I came over every night. Rick would, if I went over to your house every night, Rick would be like, whew, get a break from her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, So before I share my story, um, I wanted to tell you about a phone call that I got uh, a couple days ago. Um, It came from a restricted number, and normally it means that it's either our paralegal or DA. Mm Mm-hmm. So I answered it, and it was this 
man and he had a southern accent and he was like hey i know you didn't go to work today but uh uh things are getting super stressful here at at work and um i was wondering if you wanted to uh or tony tony is going he literally said tony and i realized that we have a cat named tony i just I realized to say, that tony he tony no. works with him he said tony is cutting our uh pay in half and so we're all super frustrated about this and we're wondering if you want to go on strike with us and so i i sat there for a second and thought about it like do i tell this person that he has the wrong number or do i go and play with it oh my god definitely play with it oh my god amy (laughs) (laughs) so what was his name I don't know what his name was. But you knew Tony. Well, no, Tony was the boss. Okay, Tony Tony was the boss. So, apparently now I work at, like, this meat slash mechanic shop. And I'm I'm supposed to go on strike with these guys. So, I'm asking him questions like, well, how much is he cutting our pay in half? And he's like, well, it's in half. Or, um, how much is he cutting our pay? And he said, it's in half. And I was like, well, what does that bring it down to? And he says, $7. I was like, you're only getting paid $14 an hour? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, I don't want to strike. I He didn't tell me my pay was getting cut in half. I get, I get paid $28 an hour. <laughs> I swear I could feel <laughs> the heat coming from oh my god. the phone call. Oh, my call. God. Oh, my God. Amy. <laughs> and, and so I asked him, I was like, what's your position? He was like, well, you know. And I was like, "What? Well, no. What? What is, I, I forgot. And he says that he's a janitor at the mechanic shop. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. Like, And so I'm explaining. And he's like, re- like hardly gave me a chance to talk because he was just going on and on and on and on about how pissed everybody is. And I was just like, listen, I don't think I have room to to, to uh, strike. And, you know, like, I don't, and he was like, he cut me off and he's like, hold on, I need to go get my hearing aids. And I'm thinking, like, you do not sound like you're someone that should have hearing aids. <laughs> like, this guy sounds like he's middle-aged. <laughs> so, but whatever, you know, I'm not, not discriminating or anything like that. So he, he comes back and I'm just like. Listen, like, buddy, I don't think it's a good idea. I think that it's just going to make Tony more mad. And then he hangs up. Oh, my God. The person that he thought he was talking to, he's going to have some serious beef with now. <laughs> he's going to be like, no, I talked to you yesterday about this. You're getting paid $28 an hour and I'm only getting paid 14 Oh, my God. I don't know who when it was. When did this happen? This was like on Wednesday. <laughs> Is this I what was... you wanted to tell me this yeah. morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was. Oh, the poor guy. It was so. Where was it? Where was it? Did you say where they were from? They were in Texas. Okay. Some small town in Texas. And I, I don't. It was such a bizarre phone call, and I wanted to call you right away, but I was like, I need to save this for the podcast. It's too good. I need to tell everybody and Bree. And it's weird because normally, like, if someone prank calls me, I normally, that's when they kind of 
break when yeah. I like play into yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, this was not a prank call. <laughs> the guy was mad at me and hung up. <laughs> but then I couldn't call him back and tell him like, oh, it was a prank. It's like when scam callers, like you see the TikToks of scam callers calling people and people like get into it yes. and they mess with them and they end up getting so mad that they just hang up on them. Yes. They're like, no, I don't want your business now. <laughs> I don't want to steal your money. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh, yeah. poor guy. You know, guy in Texas. Um, I hope you that you get your raise. That I, you deserve. Yeah, I do too. And That's kind of messed up you know, if they're cutting your pay in half. If you got to go on strike, then go, go piss off Tony. Yeah. Go if you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. But you also put your if you're down. only making fourteen dollars an hour, go find another job. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're wor- you're better than that. Yeah. You're yeah. better than that. Yeah. You somebody's gonna pay for your hearing aids. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like fourteen dollars an hour is like minimum wage. I don't know what it is in Texas. That's not minimum wage. It's not. Maybe now with the economy. There's yeah. no way that's minimum wage. When I left working like in fast food, minimum wage was like eight something or nine, maybe. Maybe yeah. nine. Last time I worked minimum wage, it was eight dollars. Yeah. And that was like the, your movie theater. 15 years ago. That was also yeah. in California. True. I was me in Florida. Oh, yeah. I know it's less in Southern California yeah. or in the South. Yeah. 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 Like if you're a waitress, you get paid full pay and tips. Like not in, in Georgia. In this, yeah, no, I know. But like uh, out west, you get paid oh, like full yeah, yeah, pay yeah, yeah, and yeah. tips. Like my mom was making like $14, $15 an hour plus tips. But like in South Carolina, she'd make like four bucks an hour and yeah. then tips. I, I worked at a bar for one day. It was like a sports bar. bar and uh, my pay was like $2.90 plus tips. Yeah, that's and. I it was like basically I'm shadowing someone so you didn't get crap for tips no I didn't I didn't get anything yeah and they ended up paying me in cash that night or the next day or something because like I called them I was like this is stupid (laughs) I don't want to do this I don't want to do this so yeah anyways good luck buddy yeah and screw Tony stick it to the man (laughs) so anyways I everyone that's listening I'm going to do a three-part series. What? Three parts. Not um, one, not two, but three flipping parts. Three, three, so three episodes. Epi- the next two episodes after this one, you're going to continue the story. Correct. And So make sure you listen to these ones in order, everybody. Yes, please do. 50, so, 51, and 52, 52. anniversary episode. Yep, yep, yep. So, and the reason why I'm doing that is because this is such a well-known story that I wanted to make sure I had all the information. Okay. All the so, all the cake. I don't know. All the frosting and cake. All the frosting. All the frosting. Is that a saying? I have no idea. I don't it think is it now. is, but it is now. We just made it up. Point. You're welcome, everyone. Boom. I'm going to tell you about the death of Travis Alexander. <gasps> I don't know who that is, but I'm going to learn about it. You are. So, um, Travis Alexander was born on July 28, 1977 in Riverside, California, to the parents of Gary and Pamela. I almost called her Pamela. That is her name, Pamela. To Gary and Pamela Alexander. 
Uh, Travis didn't have a great early childhood. Both his parents were drug addicts. His mom would go on binges and leave the kids without any food for days on end. And she also beat him. When he was 10, he ended up moving in with his grandparents with his other siblings. So thank you, grandparents. His grandmother was a Mormon, and she actually really got Travis into the religion himself. He ended up being a devoted Mormon who wanted to go on a missions trip. But in the Mormon community, you had to be 18 years old in order to to go on missions trips. So as soon as he turned 18, he was super excited to dedicate two solid years working in working on this mission to um, in Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's cool. I figured it'd be like another country. Hey, we both did a story from California. We did. Yeah. yeah. So he came back after the two years and moved to Southern California. He got a job at PPL. PP. <laughs> You're such a child. He got a job at PPL, which stands for Prepaid Legal Services. It's a multi-level marketing company, which he climbed the ladder pretty quickly. He was a smooth talker, uh, very friendly, and a natural-born salesman. He also was a motivation speaker for the company because he was so good at it. Oh, cool. Um, And while working there, he made a really good group of close, a really close group of friends. Um, So in 2004, he moved to Mesa, Arizona. He moved there because it had a strong Mormon community that he wanted to be surrounded by. Uh, he had a five-bedroom home with a BMW. Oh, dang. He was like the perfect Mormon bachelor. Right. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, there was one role that he struggled with within the Mormon community, which was the law of chastity. Ah. You are not to have any sexual relations with Whoa. anyone outside of the bond of marriage. You're asking for it with a BMW and a five-bedroom house. Well, yeah. Just saying. You know, it'd it be like that. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, with the ni- like you said, the nice car, the big, beautiful home, good looks, and successful job, he checked all the boxes for all the women looking for a husband Hey, within the religion. I bet their eggs, like, quivered. Like, he looks like he's appropriate for childbearing. <laughs> so, so he be- quickly became a ladies' man, like you said, but he struggled with being marriage material because he was like, the ladies want me. I have to give them what yeah. they want. Yeah. So <clears throat> they're like, he's. I love what he he looks good on paper. But he can't get a like he's disobeying this huge rule, right? Yeah. So, anyways, it's pretty important. Yeah. So on June 9th, two thousand eight, Travis, huh? Day after my birthday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was the day after my. I don't remember which birthday it was, but it was the day after one of my birthdays. I was eighteen. Two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I was born nineteen ninety. I'm so confused right now. So I was like thirteen. Mm-mm. I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. I was fourteen. No, I was thirteen. You were four years younger than me. June 9th. 
2008. You're four years younger. 2008, I was in eighth grade. It was the summer of... What year were you born? 1994? It was the summer of eighth grade. So, yeah, that was the summer of eighth grade. So, I was 14. Yes, I think. Yeah. What year were you born? 94. You were were 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you you and my sister are the... I was born 1990. Yeah, you and my sister are the same age. Yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. So four years. Anyway, sorry. All right. <laughs> Enough about me. Well, <laughs> I, I, I like to, when it's years that you are you are alive, it's kind it's of to interesting refer to see. back to, like, what was I doing What then? was I doing yeah. then? Yeah. So in J- June 9th, 19, uh, 2008, Travis was 30 years old. Since he was one of the big wigs of the company, he was given the opportunity to go on an all-paid, paid, all-expense-paid vacation to Cancun Ooh. for a work trip. Ooh, I want to go to Cancun. I know. Sounds nice. Work trip, man. Can we go on a work trip to Cancun? Yeah. Crime Con is going on a cruise. I don't even care if we go out of state. I just want to go somewhere. Crime Con is going on a cruise. That's really cool. That's dope. Except Actually. it's during my brother's this season, or the month of my brother's wedding. So All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Your brother ruins everything. Because we were going to go. God, man. We were suck. going to go. Such a mat. Yeah, Step all such over a you. mat. Um, so he was also allowed to bring one person. Okay. So he asked his friend Mimi, Mimi Hall, thinking she was the one. He was like, I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> Which is really funny. They all because that. She was super excited to go on this trip, even though she, like, friend-zoned him hard. Oh, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is really But she got a free trip out of it. Yeah. So they had met a year prior at a church event. So he was like, she's the one. And she's like, (laughs) friend. That's cute. Yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. So Mimi was like, Listen, we're supposed to go on this trip in less than 24 hours, and I haven't heard from Travis in five days. It's super weird, because normally he's, like, up my butt. Not literally. Um, She searched out for some (laughs) mutual friends. uh, She reached out to some mutual friends, and no one had heard from him, which was bizarre because he's such a social butterfly. Mimi ended up going over to Travis's house because she wanted to finalize details with him before they went. She knocked on the door, nothing. So she calls one of her friends and her friend and her boyfriend, that friend's boyfriend came over. They checked the windows and the doors, no answer. So they got in touch with a mutual friend that knew the code to Travis's garage door. And so they enter the door or they enter the home through the garage door. And once they entered the laundry room, they could hear smell the Horrid, nasty smell. Oh, no. Um, Dog pooped again. That's what they literally thought it was the dog at first. And so they go up to Travis's bedroom, but it was locked. Now, Travis had two roommates, so a locked door wasn't uncommon. Right. right. Um, That's how he could afford a five-bedroom house. Yeah, pretty much. But also, it's a five-bedroom house. You're so lonely. Right. I would want a roommate. Yeah. So, they found Travis's roommate, Zach Billings. Zach already thought that Travis had left for Mexico. And so, they're like, have you seen Travis? And they're like, 
no. And he, Zach's like, no, I thought he was in Mexico. They're like, no, he's supposed to leave tomorrow. Right. Zach's like, that's weird. Let me go get the key. So, or, sorry, excuse me. So Zach's like, that's weird. I haven't seen him in like a week. And neither him or the other roommate, Enrique Cortez, had seen Travis in like a whole week. So Zach's like, let me go get the key. So he goes and gets the key to Travis's bedroom. And Zach opens the door. And there's blood everywhere. How do you not? I know. I know. But I, I mean, know. like, if you're there and already there, like, you get used to the you smell. You get used to the smell. And, it, and especially, like, if it, like, if it's been there since the beginning. Yes. You just, like, like okay, it's normal. It's kind of like uh, pee. Yeah. Like, inside the shower was Travis laying there naked and dead. Oh, no. Yeah. So, they call 911. Detective Flores was the detective assigned to the case. He noticed how the scene was incredibly clean for how much blood he saw. Okay. So, when I say the scene, like, it, there was no robbery. Okay. Clearly. And things as simple as when you go into a shower and they found him in the shower uh, you take off your clothes, and you either put them in the hamper or you put them on the floor. Right, right. Well, there was no clothes. So it's like, where did you come from? Like, were you just you, – you're not walking around naked because you have roommates. Like, was he purposely put there so that they wouldn't make exactly. a mess? So it was, it was a very b- bizarre situation. Like, you're in the shower, but also a lot of the blood on his body physically was already – like, it had been rinsed off. Okay. So, but the way that it was splattered in the shower, it was like, I don't know. It was like he had been stabbed while he was in the shower as well. Okay. So, but then it looks like it was rinsed. Right. So, uh, it was just a very bizarre situation. And the door was locked? And the bedroom door was locked. From the inside. Correct. But they had a key. Or... There was a key. Yeah. That they could have locked from the outside. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it was just a weird situation. So, there was also, okay, so there was blood, a large pool of blood in between. He had, like, a small hallway that led to the bathroom uh, from the main bedroom area. So, there was a big pool of blood in between that hallway and the bathroom. And then there was a bloody handprint on the wall in the bathroom. Okay. So. I assume it was probably his. We'll find out. Okay. So the crime scene collected pieces of hair and fingerprints, uh, along with a twenty-five caliber casing. After searching the house, no weapon was found. Uh, the bedding was removed from his bed, along with some other smaller details that had been cleaned up, like I mentioned. By the by the investigators nope, or it was, it, they were already gone the bedding was already gone okay so someone sweeped the area yes uh already i mentioned the didn't get the bullet though no they did not get the Stupid. casing yeah so along with travis's body it appeared that uh oh i already said that he's been rinsed off so the detectives obviously first look at the roommates clearly mm-hmm. uh because how on earth do you live like you said live in a and home the door was with locked. a foul smell yes um, and not 
to mention not know where your friend is. Yeah. Yeah. Your roommate for days on yeah. end. But they thought that he had been in Mexico. Right. Sounds like they weren't there that close. <laughs> they were dudes. Exactly. They weren't paying attention. Well, the roommates even said they were beyond shocked. They never really questioned the smell like we had talked about. And they were a bunch of bachelor men who would leave dirty dishes and clothes exactly. out. They had a dog. No offense to you guys, but I've been to bachelor's houses and they, they smell. smell smell bad. Like, why do you guys stink so much? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. So. Put some candles in there. <laughs> they they didn't think much of it. And also, like you mentioned, you're, you're living you're in the smell. You're yeah. getting used to it. So the detectives didn't spend a whole lot of time on the two men. Because their alibis actually ended up checking out. Right. Okay. Besides not knowing where the heck your friend is and the smell. I guess, yeah. That's not that important. Yeah. It just, they were like, no, like they go to and from work, that sort of thing. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, Upon investigation, detectives also found a camera mixed in with some towels that had gone through the washing machine. Okay. Weird. Yeah. It was a newer camera, so they knew there was no way that you would just accidentally put it in with some towels and run it through the yeah. wash. Especially then, like in 2008, camera, like digital cameras were really, really big. Do you remember the commercial with Ashton Kutcher yes. for Cool Picks? Yes. Oh my yeah. God. I, I wanted a Cool Picks camera. I had one. I, did I have one? Was mine a Cool Picks? I had like a, like a digital camera that was like a flip one, like you could video camera. Oh, yeah. It could have been cool. I think it was a cool pick, and I think I wanted it because of Ashton Kutcher, because you know we all made. Yeah, he's so sexy. You know what's funny is I got okay. There's two things that I feel like I'm going to. My God, cool pick. Sorry, you just blew my mind with the memory. (laughs) Like, anyway, I got a cool pick before Ashton Kutcher came out with the commercial. And same with an iPod. My parents got me a pink iPod, like the first generation, before they were cool. And my, I remember my parents grounding me, and they were like, "We're gonna take your iPod." And I was like, "Okay, I don't even use that thing because I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't understand how cool it was." <laughs> and then like Everybody a month later, them. everyone had one, <laughs> and I was like, "Dang, I really wish I had my iPod." Yeah. <laughs> I had an iPod shuffle. Oh, the yeah. clip ones that clip to your pants. Yeah. The orange. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I uh, used to use that for running. Mm-hmm. Uh, iPod shuffle because I could clip it and it was super small. But... I didn't. Oh. I just like to play with the clip. Oh, I didn't yeah. run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was an iPod. Nano? No. It was, a, I think it was a mini. Okay. It was okay. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember getting ground. I got it for Christmas. And then my parents were like, you're grounded. I was like, okay, take it. You guys have no idea how good you have it. (laughs) You do everything on your phone. All of that that we just mentioned. Yeah, all on your phone. And it looks professional too. Yeah, you don't even, uh, (laughs) there was a movie, I forgot what it was called. And it was filmed all on, multiple movies have been. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what movie it was, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyways, so they found this this camera. They're like, there's no way. So the camera was waterlogged. So they immediately, they couldn't immediately look at the pictures. Ashton Kutcher is just so mad. Yeah, anyway. he's super mad. 
Um, I didn't say it was a cool pix, but <laughs> we're gonna assume it was a cool pix. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a cannon because that was also popular. Yeah. Anyway. Th- yeah. So, um, so they were hoping that the SD card was going to be salvageable. And you know how I mentioned Travis had a lot of ladies that he spent time with. Mm-hmm. One of them was Jody Aries. Uh, she called the detectives and told him about her relationship that she had with Travis back in 2007. Okay. okay. And so she left a message with the detectives. She's like, I feel like I could like help with the investigation. I heard that he's like dead. So, um, I just want to help in any way possible. And they didn't think much of it because, like, why are you calling? Like, this was a a relationship that you had back in 2007. He was murdered in 2008, mid-2008. Why do you care? Why do you matter? So, uh, Jody and Travis, their relationship was something that Travis's friends first loved. They were like, Jody could be the one. She's perfect for you, that sort of thing. So, who is Jody? Well, Jody is a pretty smart, level-headed, attractive white woman that grew up in Wairika, California, which is like 45 minutes north of Reading. Wairika, I like that name. Wairika. Um, Why is it reek? I don't know. Why reek? And right next to it is Weed, California. Oh. <laughs> I've been there. I've been through there. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. So her parents were amazing to her, gave her all the support a child would need while growing up. It wasn't until she was in eighth grade when her parents busted her for marijuana. They called the police. Probably and weed. Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> uh, they called the police and her parents searched her room. And she was punished at the time, and she was like, that's it. I'm not going to tell you guys anything more about my life. I'm cutting you off. You guys are out to get me. Such an eighth grader and high schooler thing to do. Gosh, my parents won't let me do drugs. They never hate tell me. them anymore. Yeah. So she's like, they can't be trusted. She kept secrets from them the whole nine yards. She still had a relationship with them, but because she had to. Um but they could tell she was always keeping things from them, and uh, her, in her on her in her junior year in high school, she actually moved out and lived with her boyfriend. Um, because they she they because they gave her a curfew. Oh, so <laughs> she's like, no, I'm moving out. Every you, okay, yeah. Your parents are so terrible. Terrible. They want you home safely. Yeah. So, uh, so she moved in with her boyfriend. So in 2006, jo- Jody was living with an, her older boyfriend in Southern California. She was struggling to make ends meet. That's when she learned about PPL, the company that Travis worked for. Don't. So she joined the company. Okay. Uh, and she went to the annual convention in Las Vegas in September of 2006. And each event starts on a Thursday evening with a banquet. Uh, All the higher-ups are allowed to bring one extra person. And Travis was an extra higher-up. He was a single single bachelor. Not extra higher-up. He was a higher-up and a single bachelor. And he's like, I don't have anyone to bring. But his friends were like, hey, a new girl that's like a blonde bombshell just joined our team. You should take her. So he did. 
It was Jody. Uh, it was love at first sight. He was loving what he was looking at, and Jody loved what he had to offer. Um, they lived in separate states, so after the party, she went her way, he went his. Until she went back, and not even a few weeks later, she broke up with her boyfriend for Travis. Okay. Travis was like, all right, like, that's cool. We can date. I have to commit. But he didn't like that she wasn't a Mormon. She wasn't marriage material. Okay. But Jody's like, I can be. So she converted to Mormonism. And Travis was her sponsor. And in 2007, they became an official couple. They still lived in separate cities, so they often met up on small weekend getaways and do trips outside of town um, to be with each other. And they were also breaking the law of chastity. So she still wasn't marriage material. Neither Even though was he. he was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Double standard. Um, but for Travis, she broke that Mormon law so that, oh, I just mentioned that she wasn't marriage material. Okay. Uh, according to Jody, Jody and Travis dated for about six months until they broke up mutually. However, according to Travis's friends, they said Travis broke it off because he started to see a different side of Jody that he didn't like. She was starting to be very, she would, her outbursts were getting like more and more and, you know, going through his phone and just things that. Immature. It was, yeah. And she was just, for lack of a better word, crazy. Like okay. he didn't like it. So Nobody their relationship. Well, and they kept fighting. Their relationship was super rocky. So May twenty eighth, two thousand eight, Jody was living with her grandparents still, and they reported to the the police that their house had been broken into. A few things had been stolen: a little bit of cash, a DVD player, <laughs> DVD player, <laughs> a CD player, along with a gun. Then they broke up. Okay. And she moved to Mesa, Arizona to be closer to Travis. After even they broke up. After they broke up. And Travis was like, what? No. Oh, wow. She's, mm, that's a bad sign. However, he was still letting her sneak into his bed and oh, continue to have intimate, have an intimate relationship with her. So he's like, I hate that you are here, but you're here, so I'm going to let this just happen. You can't lead on a stage four clinger. No. So, according to Travis's friends, it was hard for Travis because he wanted a clean Mormon life, but she would lure him in with her body. Oh, she did that. That's what it was looking like. He didn't have a choice. Exactly. Sorry. But yeah. Right? Anyway. So... You could have told her no, dude. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So, Jody finally moved back to Wairika after he was like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, she worked at her dad's restaurant and, according to her, stopped all con he stopped all contact with her. Chris and his wife, Chris is one of Travis's really good friends, uh, who Travis looked up to them and he was like, they're my ideal Mormon couple sort of thing. Um, Chris and his wife were brought in by the detective to learn more about Travis's life. And the detective Flores asked, who do you think would want Travis dead? 
and they said Jody. Oh, that's where I'm gonna stop. Oh, I haven't heard the story before. Next week on What's with the Neighbors, you can hear the next part. Hear more about Travis's death. Travis's and death and his dirty little be secrets. Responsible for it. Maybe Jody. Maybe Jody. Who knows? Maybe it was the roommates. Maybe it was Colonel Mustard in the library with a pipe. And if you've heard the story, you know who did it. But or with a candlestick. Do you have a neighborhood story for me? Okay, uh, dear new neighbors, I do believe. Do believe? Yep, it says do believe, and then there's a note and an arrow that says because spelling because my sp- my spelling is dyslexic. Oh, no. <laughs> you are new to the building. This, I think we should welcome you to the. I do believe you are new to the building. Thus, I think we should welcome you to the building. Thus. <laughs> <laughs> so we welcome you to the building. <laughs> That's not all. Inside the building. <laughs> That's all. Um, <laughs> it seems you have a fondness of marijuana marijuana as <laughs> we can smell it seeping through our plug sockets and intoxicating our intoxicating. systems i write this as i wipe the foam from my stoned mouth <laughs> <laughs> we feel our flats should join forces I feel like that good dude needs to go make sure he <laughs> this doesn't guy have had too much marijuana from the power sockets. Um, marijuana. <laughs> it's like Mara Lightning Moana. Moana. <laughs> we feel our flats should join forces one evening, possibly even get the rest of the building involved a roof party or oh. a vodka and marijuana mel- medley. Melody. Medley. Medley. All the very best. Happy New Year. The alcoholics from a 3B. They were definitely drunk when they were. Yeah, wrote that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 a handwritten note, if you couldn't tell my struggle. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like, hey, uh, you're a partier, so we're a partier, so we should join forces and party together. As I wipe the foam from my mouth. As I'm in Super dude's high got rabies your, yeah yeah i think you i don't think you're high dude i think you have yeah rabies <laughs> you should go get that checked we're gonna go watch nope yeah so. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah see you guys later thanks yeah. for sticking around if Happy you've been 50th episode if you've been here since the very beginning thank you yes thank you and you mean the beginning from our show yeah yeah thanks guys thanks for hanging in there um we've you know, we've had our ups and downs, ups and downs, but we are still enjoying it, and it makes us happy. So we're gonna yeah. keep on going, if that's okay with you guys. And if it's not, we don't it, care. We're gonna yeah. do it anyway. Too so. bad. Yeah, we'll listen to ourselves on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, we'll listen to ourselves. <laughs> um, so if you don't know where to listen to us yet, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google, Amazon, wherever. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. That really helps us, believe it or not. Um, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group and Snapchat. Snapchat. And uh, we also have some limited uh, T-shirts going out on the Facebook group. So get in on that. 
And that's at WWTN Podcast. Our website is what's with the neighbors.com. On there, you can find a link for everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to our merchandise and a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN Podcast. For $5 a month, you get, I did it right this time. For $5 a month, you can get exclusive content. You can get our episodes unedited and videoed. And you can, for $3 a month, you can get our edited audio episodes early. And exclusive content at only $5 or $3 a month. Choo-choo. And feel free to slide into our DMs at wwtnpodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or story suggestions. Hey, guess what? We also want you to send in your own stories. Send in your own true crime stories that something happened in your neighborhood that we want to know about. Did something happen that your boss was, like, stealing money and then got fired and then you watched him get arrested with no underwear on? Did your dead know. fish come out of the toilet and haunt you? Did your dead fish come out of the toilet and haunt you? We want to know about it. What about that rabbit that died and you didn't know it died? <laughs> we want to know about it. Send it in. Tell us about it. <laughs> Geezer's coming out. Um, WWTNpodcast at gmail.com. And have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring, Bring Amy, Amy out. out. What's with the neighbors? Playmate, come out and play with me. Swing down your apple tree. Slide down my rain barrel. Oh, God. Da, 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 and you'll be my friend forever.